Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. You're here with us for another edition of Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast with the team from the newly merged company of Mott and Associates and Wilson Group Financial, and that is Jude Wilson and Mike Mott. They're holistic wealth managers serving you throughout the Florida area. They've got an office in Orlando and Bradenton, and you can reach out to them anytime if you have questions or concerns about your own retirement journey by calling 800-779-4592. That's 800-779-4592. You can share this podcast with friends, family, loved ones through various social media outlets like iTunes and Stitcher and Facebook and things of that nature. So feel free to do that. You can also check them out at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. And gentlemen, welcome in. How are you today? Doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you so much. Mike, how are you, my friend? I'm absolutely living the dream. <laughs> Getting to work with Jude. We're having such fun working with her clients. Living, living the dream. Beautiful huh? day. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure to put on you, Judy. He says working with you is living the dream. You got to live up yeah. to that, huh? What was that character? Was it Ricky Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you guys the uh, Ricky Bobby combination there? Oh, boy. I don't know if I want to be one or the other. Well, you guys do refer to yourselves as the Batman and Robin of financial planning, so I don't know if you want to go with the Ricky Bobby thing or not, but maybe. <laughs> And well, with over 50 years of complex financial planning experience, I think you guys got a little bit more smarts than the Ricky Bobby there. So I think you're in pretty <laughs> good try. shape. Pretty good shape. But uh, you guys are a CFP and an MBA between the two of you. So good knowledge to be had. And that's what we're going to do here on the podcast today. We're going to talk about some little missed details, some just some little things that maybe fall off the radar when people are thinking about or planning for retirement. And for a lot of us, obviously, since we don't do this every day, it's pretty easy for us to miss these details, but that's what you guys do. So I'm going to let you guys clue us in on some of this stuff. Let's kick it off with the support factor. Are we going to need to support our aging parents? Because for a lot of us, as we hit retirement, our parents are still around and we also have adult kids as well. So that's something that we may be uh, kind of in the middle there. You know, it's interesting that you say that there's times when you talk to a client and they say, well, their kids have just graduated from college. And I'll look and I'll say, oh, fantastic. You just got a pay raise. And then you get the eye roll, which means they don't have a job yet. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, what we find that, you know, these are usually people that are still aren't retired yet, but are working toward retirement. So many times that kind of that hampers them in doing some of the savings that they would have done once the kids got out of college, it's what we're planning to do. And they have to spend a little more money supporting them. Mm-hmm, right. But I think the bigger piece that I see a lot is on the aging parent side. Absolutely. And not always it's not sending them money for their support, but it's the additional things that they have to do in order to help them take care of themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, in one of the earlier podcasts, we talked about, you know, long-term care and the long-term care insurance. And especially for those that don't have that, it puts a big burden on that family to try to help to provide care for that parent as they are running out of money. Yeah. And we're also talking to our clients, not only about long-term care, but we're talking to them about estate planning and legacy planning, which really are two different things. The estate planning is more of the legal side. Mm -hmm. The legacy planning is more about what are you leaving behind about your life and the, the things that you've learned, your family values, 
how are you communicating that to the next generation so it lives well beyond you? And, you know, it's interesting when I look at some of these software, free software, some of the do-it-yourselfers do online, it doesn't ask questions about long-term care. It doesn't ask questions about estate planning. Most of them don't. But these are crucial issues to also include in the plan. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we've got to make sure that we're covering all these things. And have you guys heard that term before, the sandwich generation? I believe that's what it's called. For those of us that get stuck in the middle, we're kind of the ham sandwich or the ham of the sandwich, if you will. (laughs) Uh, And so for a lot of people, they do find themselves in that situation with the aging parents and the kids. And it's cyclical because you got to be careful, right, guys? Because if you are spending your funds or your retirement dollars trying to help either the kids get up on their own when they, even though they're adults or taking care of the aging parents, you could be in a situation where now you become the aging parents and you need your kids to take care of you versus having your own retirement, right? Oh, paybacks, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But nobody wants, who wants to do that, right? Like, no, you know, true. I certainly don't want to have to have my daughter take care of me uh, for multitudes of reasons that I won't get into on this podcast. But you do need to be careful, right? Because you can, you can easily mess up and derail your own retirement. And I know that we get into this thing as parents thinking, well, I want to help my kids, but are you really truly helping them whenever you're creating this bigger problem down the way? Yeah, there have been multiple times when we're putting together a retirement plan for somebody that's getting ready to retire. And as we begin to talk about what they're spending, we find that, yeah, they're spending quite a bit of money supporting the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so we have to begin to be pretty creative about, okay, well, how long is this going to happen? Because when you're putting your retirement income plan, you're, you're really talking about the cash flow to pay expenses. And sometimes that cash flow is a lot higher right now because they're still supporting the kid. And it's really a serious conversation we have to have with them. It's like, I'm not telling you you shouldn't do this, but how long are you going to do this? Because this is going to have a significant impact on your own retirement. I've got an example that I see quite often, and it disturbs me. The adult child comes to mom and dad says, I've got a great idea for a business. Mm -hmm. It's foolproof. Uh, yeah, I've done the numbers, but I just need $50,000 and I'm going to get it back to you, mom or dad, or however much the money is. And so many times I've seen this in my practice where they've come to me after the fact and said, you know, I lent Bobby $50,000 and I took it out of my IRA. And now not only is that $50,000 gone, but they had to pay maybe penalties on taking that money out early or additional taxes for sure. And so that's just one of the many situations that we see, and it breaks my heart when they come to me afterwards. At least I could give them the counsel ahead of time and say, look, in most of the situations when I see this, it does not work out well for you, the parent. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good example. You know, we've got to be careful about these little miss details, and that's what we're talking about here on the podcast, making sure that there's some things that you are considering that you may overlook pretty easily when you're thinking about getting into retirement. And I guess a lot of this may be pre-retiree driven versus already retired. So here's an example is this question here, guys. How does the family feel about you quitting your job, right? So if you're a pre-retiree, you're getting ready to, to pull the plug and get out of the workforce, you might be ready for you might be ready to hang around the house, but is your spouse, <laughs> they might not be ready for you, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. And here's another example of doing the math. Oftentimes we have couples that come in and one spouse says, you know what? I've had it in the next six months. That's it. I'm done or I'm done right now. And I'm not going back to work. 
We've saved up enough. We should be fine. But when we sit down and we do the math, we see that even though they may have saved a lot of money, they have the potential to run out of money because that income gap is so large. And so we have to counsel our clients that, okay, I get it. You're ready to retire. But is it possible you could work part-time for a couple of years and let your social security build up? Is it possible that we can reduce your expenses? Because at the end of the day, we want you to run out of life before you run out of money. We don't want you to run out of money before you run out of life. You know, I, I think that sometimes whenever people are saying that, we have to ask the question, are you retiring to something or from something? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, because in the example that Jude was using, it's like they want to get out of that high pressure job. Yep. And we see that a lot with a couple of companies we work where the companies are compressing the workforce as they let people go. They're just taking their jobs and giving it to the rest of the people that are staying behind. And after a while, the pressure cooker gets to be so high that they're ready to get out of there. And so you know, I, just when somebody says that, I'd say, are you retiring from something or to something? And so if they don't have that plan well thought out, that's where it can have a, a pretty significant impact on the retirement income long term. And after you do the math, as Jude said, and they begin to see that there's a higher probability of running out of money, we do give them the other choice, which is spend less money. But unfortunately, <laughs> uh, that usually isn't alter, alter your retirement lifestyle. Yeah, out. I would imagine. Yeah, so, they don't yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so we just give them the choices and then help them to define what those choices are and then let them make that decision. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about the math. You know, as they say, numbers don't lie. So it's one of those things where, you know, making sure that you are having these numbers run. And I guess, guys, on our topic here of little missed details on the podcast, Plan Wise, Retire Free, when you have people that come in, maybe you're doing a second opinion or something, you're kind of reviewing something for someone. Do they think about major purchases that may happen in retirement? Are they prepared for those little kind of one-off situations? Or is that something where people can get themselves in trouble and kind of get blindsided and not realize it? Well, this is back to financial planning 101. <laughs> if they don't have a significant emergency fund, then they've answered their own question. Because, you know, there are folks that, you know, they're managing, they're, they're paying their bills, they're doing fine. But, you know, it's like we hear about the government shutdown. You know, they're just like one or two paychecks away from a disaster. So whether it's that kind of an emergency fund or it might be just, okay, you know, the refrigerator dies. If we don't have the significant emergency fund, what is the first thing we have to do? Well, we have to go charge it on a credit card. That's not good financial practice. That's not good financial planning. So we do ask that question. And one of the basics, first thing we tell people is they're preparing to either get themselves back on the right track financially or to get ready to retire. We insist that they have a very well-funded emergency plan. Yeah, I think these are all good points that we're talking about on these little missed details that you could certainly do because, again, we don't do this every day. You know, out here in, uh, in I usually say radio land when I'm on the radio, but this is like podcast land. <laughs> this is internet land. But, you know, for most of us, we don't plan our retirement. It's not something we do daily. And if we actually take it upon ourselves to do it, we do it once. Obviously, and you guys do this every day, all day long. So it's good information to get whenever there's these little nuances that we could overlook. And I have a final one. I don't really think it's a little detail by any means, but I think it's maybe something that we don't 
take into account because the subject matter is not one that we want to think about. And that is, unfortunately, when we do lose our spouse, the first of us to go, whether you know it's the husband or wife or whoever, what happens to the income plan at that point? Did you really think that through if you're trying to do it on your own or has your advisor thought that through with you and gone over that with you? Because that can be certainly a whammy that you're just not prepared to handle at all. Well, I'll, I'll give you my point of view and then I'll let Mike uh, okay. kind of fill in the gaps because Mike has dealt with several clients who unfortunately have had a spouse pass away. But absolutely, when we're putting our plans together, we're asking our clients, what's their health like? Or when did their parents pass away? I mean, you never know who's going to go first, but we try to make a projection of, you know, is it more probable that one spouse is going to pass before the other? And then we plug those into our plan and figure out what happens if that spouse passes away, how will the income plan be affected? Typically, from a tax perspective, and Mike will probably talk about this a little bit more, when one spouse passes away, the expenses don't go down that much, but the taxes may go up. And so you've got to kind of plan for those things. Well, you know, I loved when you said whammy. Okay. Because I have this term called the double whammy. Right. And the double whammy is when one spouse passes, a couple of things happen. First of all, one of the social securities goes away. Yes. Which we mentioned, I think, in either this or earlier podcast. Mm -hmm. So income goes down, expenses remain the same. And usually at the same level of income, single people pay a higher tax rate than a married couple. And that's usually one of the things they miss, right? Absolutely. All the time. In fact, the look on a single spouse's face the next year when they have their taxes done is profound. Yeah. Because they go, what? Yeah. How come I'm paying a lot more taxes now than I was before? We're so used to being a couple, right? We're so used to 20, 30, 40 years of that. It's just, again, a detail we just totally overlook. I'm sorry that we keep saying this, but (laughs) you have to do the math. And one of the things we always do as we're wrapping up a financial plan for clients is we do the the your debt analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we actually, we just look at one spouse and say, okay, you're dead. I'm sorry we had to kill you off today. <laughs> and <laughs> wow. let's see what the impact of that is going forward for your spouse. And what we usually find is in spite of the fact that these people are retirement age, Sometimes it makes sense to have life insurance because that additional chunk of money, that chunk of tax-free money can make a significant difference in the financial survival of the surviving spouse. Wow. That's right on point. And one last thing to add to that is we see some couples come in where one or both spouses may have a pension and it's important in that pension planning, because there's several different choices, income for one life forever, uh, income for joint spouses. We've got a plan for what option may be best, particularly if you're looking at longevity or a large difference in age. So sometimes even the pension comes into play with that. Can I piggyback on that and say, that could be one of the most impactful decisions that people make when they decide on pensions. Absolutely. And almost way, way, way too many times, they don't consult anybody, but maybe the person sitting next to them at work. Mm, yeah. That, because that decision is permanent. 
And so sometimes they go, well, you know, I'm going to take the bigger number because that's the life only for the individual that's retiring. And they don't realize that when they die, that pension stops. And now their surviving spouse is stuck with trying to survive on the remaining assets. And that pension could make the difference between a successful retirement for the survivor or not. Well, really, really good information here today on the Plan Wise Retire Free podcast. And I kind of ask, guys, the you're dead scenario, uh, <laughs> the, the looks you must get are probably interesting. But I bet at the oh, end yeah. of that, it sounds like a very informative exercise and one that you can have a little chuckle at, you know, when you kind of get over the initial shock of what did you just say we're going to do? <laughs> but then it's got to be very informative because again, these are some key places that get missed and, and no one wants to leave our significant other behind the eight ball, if you will, when we've moved on. Well, I can tell you that if I'm looking at the husband mm-hmm. and I say that in front of the wife and then we go through the remaining part of the process, I know I have his attention because she is poking him. (laughs) (laughs) Happens about 98% of the time. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. If you would like to uh, sit down and talk with the team, if you'd like to have this, uh, your dead scenario ran, if you will, really just have the math done because really, as you can tell from today's podcast, it's really all about the math. Uh, you, You need to have a plan in place that is going to address all all the little nuances that can happen in retirement. Maybe you're a DIYer. Maybe you've been doing it yourself getting uh, close to retirement. It's definitely a little easier to accumulate than it is to do the preservation and distribution phase that we, you know, that's retirement. So you want to make sure that you're not taking some missteps there because it's certainly at that point in the game where you don't want to fumble the ball, don't want to have any issues. So if you need some help, you've got some questions, you know someone who does, let them know to talk with Jude and Mike. Give them a jingle at 800 779 4592 800-779-4592. Uh, you can check out the team respectively. They've got it at the website, wilsongroupfinancial.com, mottassociates.com, or check out the podcast online at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Share it on iTunes, Stitcher, and various other social media outlets. And guys, thank you so much for your time. As always, I appreciate you, and I hope you have a lovely week. Ricky Bobby living the dream. <laughs> that was a good one now. Thanks, guys. I'm going to have to put in some sound effects for Ricky Bobby on this. That'll be pretty good. You guys take care. We'll catch you next time right here on Plan Wise Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.